1: We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. All right.
0: Episode 47.
1: All right. Well, if anybody really uh, has an issue with if we don't say what episode, let us know, because we do that for fun now.
0: We forget all the time. But there it is. It's episode 47. Still have uh, not quite reached the 50 some odd episode yet, even nope. though we've been doing this for nope. a year.
1: And if, and if this is your first episode, uh, go back and listen to the first 46 first.
0: <laughs> Don't listen to this one yet. You'll miss everything,
1: it won't make any sense. <laughs>
0: It's like a continuous story, right? Yeah, well, sometimes well, I think we say some of the same stuff over and over again, like a broken record.
1: I know, you'd hope it'd be a continuous story. It, it might not be, though. I
0: think it's like a hodgepodge <laughs> mess sometimes, but it's our story. It's our personal experience, and some of it... You know, at the beginning, I think we tried to be a lot more sciencey. y We did. I love the science. Mm-hmm. I'm a total like, science geek-out person. But then I realized that sometimes I don't want to. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to always study for a podcast episode. Right,
1: right. And we did that a lot initially. We had a lot of a lot of statistics, and we quoted studies, and we went into all kinds of stuff. And we uh, we had we had a lot of great guests. I want to say that. Oh
0: my gosh, we did. We we did have a lot of great guests.
1: And it's not like we're not going to have any more. We just kind of we've gotten in this rhythm of of people, you know, will ask, how do you how do you come up with content every week to talk about? And really it's a lot easier than what you think.
0: It it's called living life. It's is called, what I figured out.
1: It's called your life. And you just keep track of kind of what's going on with what you've done in the week and and how you feel and if you've done any experiments or any interactions with people which Hopefully you're having those every once in a while.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I feel like mine are few and far between and when then then when I do have an interaction with the outside world, it's not always great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. It's and I'm not... referring
0: to a very specific incident that happened over the weekend. <laughs>
1: so so this is one of our okay, this is going to the podcast stories. It's really, really funny because we like to go to bookstores and just look at look at the books and the content and find find interesting things to read. And browse. It's fun. I know a lot of people do it. It's fun.
0: You know, and I I love bookstores, and right now we're like, we don't have hardly any around us. We have to drive quite a distance to get to one, and the closest one is Half Price Mm -hmm. Bookstore, which I like it already because in the name, the books are all half price. <laughs> and so it, it's always fun to go in there and see, because they'll have new books, too. Like, they have Leanne Vogel's book, mm-hmm. The Keto Diet, which I think is a fairly new book. It is. And, um, but it's at a little bit lower price, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And some of them were used, some of them are new. It's it's pretty awesome. So, back to the story of why we're talking about a bookstore.
1: <laughs> Did Melody get into a fist fight with a, another person?
0: I didn't get into a fist fight with anybody, but I felt like it could have gone that far if I had also been a vegetarian. <laughs> so here's the story. I, we're in the bookstore, the half price bookstore. I always kind of am hanging around a little while over in the. Health Mel- and wellness.
1: Melody's in the cookbook, healthy wellness section all the time.
0: Uh, so I'm over there. I look at other stuff. So just before we even go any further, I have a new Genghis Khan book that I'm reading, and I'm also reading, going to read a book um, called "Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee" mm-hmm. about Native Americans that I've wanted to read for a long time. I heard about it a long time ago. So I try to get out and branch out outside of nutrition. <laughs> but so I'm in the I'm in the health and wellness section. And it's really cool because they've got all these keto books on the end cap. They're, like, displayed, big. Right. Diane Sanfilippo's book, uh, the keto her keto's Quick Start or whatever. I can't remember it's called. Sorry. But Leanne Vogel's Keto Diet. There's some other keto books there. And I hear this woman telling someone how dangerous the keto diet is and that no one should ever do it. Well, immediately... I get, like, Spock ears. <laughs> like, my ears, I think they got really pointy and started radaring like a cat. I was listening to this conversation, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, someone's over here saying how dangerous the keto diet is. No one should ever do it. And I was like, Melody, mind your own business. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. And then the other thing on my shoulder, the the keto devil, said, don't mind your own business. Go butt in. <laughs> One <laughs> and I walked over around the corner, and the lady was saying, I'm a dietitian, and in my world, we never recommend the keto diet, it is dangerous, and no one should ever do it. You should do a plant based diet. I eat very little meat. Um, you should do paleo, okay, but plant based, vegetarian, or vegan is much better for your health. And Because a girl was looking for a book on the keto diet.
1: And get it, this, this is the standard consistent consensus that comes out from uh, dietitians. This is what we hear all the time.
0: So as soon as I heard, I'm a dietitian, we don't recommend this, in our world, the keto diet is terrible, I peeked my head around the corner and I said, I'm a nutritionist. And as soon as I said that, the lady was like, "Uh-huh, see, like I was about to agree with her." <laughs> and then lo and behold to her, you know, her surprise, I said, "I've been doing a keto diet for 4 years and it's not dangerous." And so the girl looking for a book looks at me and says, "Oh, really?" And I said, "Yeah, it's not dangerous at all." I said, "I I I said I really don't like to hear someone telling someone else how dangerous that it is, that it is dangerous because, I mean, clearly it's, I've been doing it for four years and I'm great, (laughs) you know, and I wasn't saying that a vegan diet was dangerous. I was just disagreeing that a keto diet was dangerous. The woman put her hand up, like, for me to stop (laughs) and said, so you're a nutritionist? And she said, does that, did that entail getting, getting a bachelor's degree? And I said, no. She goes, see, she's just got a certificate.
1: (laughs) Okay. And this, I'm glad I wasn't around because this is probably where, for me, the wheels would have came off. Because I, I I don't knock college, but to think that you went to a college and got a degree, which is nothing more than a certificate from that institution, it doesn't make you any smarter. Okay, so... That, that right there is one of my pet peeves.
0: Yeah, so then the conversation goes on, and I realize this is going to get really ugly really fast, and I don't want to scar this girl, this younger girl, who's looking for a keto diet book, you know, information on keto, by me punching this 60-year-old woman in the face. <laughs> so I figured that would have been bad.
1: <laughs> so. Oh, but more information comes out that's really great. You have to hear this.
0: Yeah, so in the conversation, you know, I said, well, it doesn't matter if it's not (laughs) from a college. I said, you know, I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. and I didn't bother going on. She was like, see, you have to be under a doctor's care to do a keto diet. It's very dangerous. And she's, I said, well, it's actually really, really beneficial for, to, for people with blood sugar dysregulation. So it regulates blood sugar. So if you have anything like that. And the lady interrupted and said, I have diabetes. Now, this is the dietitian. <laughs> I have diabetes, and I do a plant-based diet.
1: Nothing, nothing like qualifying your diet advice with I have a chronic disease
0: and I was like <laughs> oh I just like, walked off because I was like I can't I can't do this in a public place because I was just like well you know suit yourself and I could hear her continuing to tell the woman how dangerous that it was she had a type 1 son or grandson who she was trying to get off the keto diet because he was doing it because he was doing it blood sugar regulation but she considered it very dangerous mm-hmm. didn't want him doing it and oh she was just so rude it was so incredible and you know I never disagreed with her about a plant-based diet but I did I just said to her again I saw her one more time when I was standing with Steve in the bookstore when she passed by and I just said, this woman is a dietitian and says that the keto diet is dangerous. And she goes, yes, I do. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's not. <laughs> and that's all I had to say. It was just, I had later so many things that I wish I would have said. But then I kind of wished I wouldn't have said anything. Because, you know, confrontation isn't always positive And I felt like. You know, I could have just waited maybe until the lady had walked away from the woman looking for a book, and maybe I could have had a more genuine conversation with her. But the dietician was really overweight, had diabetes, and basically poo-pooed on me because I didn't have a degree from a college and acted like I was a complete idiot. And it was like, wow, this is where we are failing in right. the community of our health and wellness, you know, uh, people who are degreed Correct. or who have the, the what they consider like street, you know, real credentials, street cred, um, we're failing here. Mm-hmm. Because she was telling the girl, my diet's the best diet. And what we say is... My diet's not the best diet for you. We have to find the diet that works for your body, bio-individuality.
1: And this goes back to re- results speak volumes, okay? If you're if you're eating a certain diet, whatever it may be, may be, and you're getting great results and you feel great and you feel healthy, then who's to tell you that doesn't work?
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't say, oh, the keto diet is dangerous and I'm over here going, um, I've been doing it for four years and it's worked really well for me. And then you tell me I'm wrong, right. and I can't do the same with someone who's on a vegan diet. If it's if they say that they feel the best they've ever felt in their life, I'm not going to argue that with them.
1: Yeah, you can't tell them they don't.
0: No, you can't because you don't know. You know, you you can't know what's going on in someone else's body.
1: Now, and, and this also goes back to garbage in, garbage out. If you go to a prestigious college and you get a degree, if what they taught you was garbage, you're going to regurgitate that garbage. And, and this is what is happening with the dietitians and in my opinion, even even doctors nowadays, because they're regurgitating garbage. They're just they're putting out stuff that has been the mantra for fifty years that has that does not work. It does not yield results for the majority of the people, and we are in a crisis of disease right now. And nobody wants to admit that they're wrong, and that's the problem.
0: Well, and you know the the whole thing we've talked about this so many times is that. If, if the diet, if you go to the dietitian, let's say someone goes to this particular dietitian that I had an encounter with, they're not going to look at, let's get to your root cause. They're going to say, this is the diet that we say is best, so you need to do it no matter what. Right. (laughs) And, um,
1: great advice
0: yeah and, and okay so how do I get off my diabetic medications well you're gonna do this well it's not working doesn't matter this is what works that's kind of the mode that some of the medical community gets in and there are some dietitians out there you know who are really great and I mentioned that to her in this conversation that there are dietitians in the keto space who are advocating for a keto diet. So to say her whole world doesn't believe in the keto diet is also misleading.
1: Right. It's closed minded She's a closed minded person.
0: And I know there are keto people who are vegan, you know, who right. are there, doing a vegan ketogenic correct. diet.
1: The people that do that as well, yeah. I
0: can't tell them they're wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But...
1: Well, going back to the, to the problem with the system, if, if you go to a doctor and you say you have, uh, you know, he, he detects that you have a blood sugar problem... Uh, he's going to open up his book or go into his computer and look at what what are the prescribed medications for that ailment, like for that issue.
0: Right, we're not going to go down and peel it back to root cause.
1: No, they're going to they're going to match cause to pharmaceutical. That's what they do.
0: You know, that's what the physicians. Uh desk reference
1: Right. That's does. what it does.
0: It's like, because they have it at Half Price Bookstore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've gotten it out and looked through it before, and I was amazed that pretty much anything in there, if you look it up, it just says, okay, here's a symptom. Here are the drugs that match that symptom. Right. And it's so scary because it's more like a drug dealer's handbook than it is... Uh, hey, here's how we heal people.
1: Right, and, and that's what they teach you. Now, our, the, our medical system, our medicine nowadays is is so advanced, but the problem is there's so many specialists.
0: Mm. Even
1: even a cardiologist, people will get advice from a cardiologist, and they'll tell them you need to lower your cholesterol and eat low fat. This is horrible advice coming from a cardiologist who's supposed to be a, a heart doctor.
0: Right. I know, and but we, we did meet with a friend from high school the other day. And um, we were talking about, he's doing the keto diet. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his doctor was the one who told him to do a keto diet. So we've got some awesome doctors out there.
1: There, are A lot of doctors are coming over to this side. And we've talked about this before because they had their own health challenges, their own health problems that they discovered that their crappy advice that they've been giving their patients for years, it does not work. So they had to change what they did.
0: Right, so our friend was on a statin, Mm -hmm. and he said, this makes me hurt, my legs hurt, I'm trying to... cramps. Yeah, getting cramps, so how do I get off of this? And his doctor said, well, you need to do a ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited to hear that, because we know our fair share of ketogenic doctors who, well, you know, they promote a ketogenic lifestyle, and to hear that there's one that I don't know, I don't know who he is, but he's out there in our community promoting a keto diet to help someone get off statins my first thought is you better keep that quiet <laughs> you're going to get in trouble because that
1: goes against the standard of care that the yeah. you know the, the the pharmaceuticals put out
0: yeah and you know it's just crazy because i don't think i ever want to get where we're pigeonholing people into you have to do a keto diet to be healthy And because I hated hearing what that woman was saying, like, you have to do it this way. You have to eat very little meat, eat plant-based to be healthy. And she basically went as far as to also tell her, I grow my own vegetables and that's all I will do is eat, which I think is great. Grow your own vegetables. If that's the only vegetables you eat, that's fine. Not everybody can do that. The girl you're talking to might live in an apartment. Right. So it's going to be difficult for her to do that. So you start making things where they're not even attainable for people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what we really want to focus on, I think just as a whole community, is let's look at the individual. And I've had some tweaking I've had to do for my own personal you know, health in the last week or so, which is a little bit different than what you're having to do. And... And I had to go through that feeling of like I feel a little less than because I'm having to add in some stuff that I haven't been eating, and I feel like oh my god I'm not carnivore I'm not essentially keto I'm not strict keto, but I'm sleeping good now. <laughs> so what does that mean? That means you have to be open to change.
1: You have to be open to trying things, and and like Melody said, she was adding some stuff back in. Um, you know, <laughs> some Brussels sprouts, which I forgot <laughs> I forgot how they smelled. It's they interesting. Stink. Uh, they're stinky, um, you know, and some sweet potato and just easy things like that, which which I, you know, elected to not eat. However, uh, just yesterday we decided to go out and get sushi.
0: I have not had sushi, and what did we decide? It had been
1: almost a year and a half. Yeah, I but think. the
0: last time we had it, we didn't even have the rice coated sushi. We had like no rice sushi.
1: Right. We so had no the last, rice sushi
0: yeah we, we've had it in the last four years but every time we've had it we've had one with no rice
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we went crazy. Well last yeah night. <laughs> we
1: went completely crazy I had two sushi rolls man wheels fell off. Uh, you we, know
0: went, <laughs> we, we did the rocks uh, we did the rocks sushi train you know Dwayne Johnson every oh, Sunday yes. night he posts on Instagram the picture of all the sushi he eats and I have to say I really love sushi. And so I see that picture every weekend and I'm like, I hate you, Rock.
1: <laughs> so, and, and, you know, and the reason that we didn't do it a whole lot because we were doing more of the carnivore thing and, uh, you know, we're avoiding uh, all carbohydrates and that includes all, all the rice that goes on a sushi roll. So when we did it yesterday, I, I said, hey, you know, I'm just going to not bother. I'm going to have two, two regular sushi rolls with the rice. And for me, oh, my God, that was a huge mistake. Right. So within, uh, you know, it's the, the place we go is probably 15, 20 minutes away. By the time we finished, and got back to the house, I, I already felt tired. I, mm-hmm. I felt the, the lethargy, if you will, that goes with, with after eating a carbohydrate. And then within probably the next hour, um, I, have, I have osteoarthritis in my knee. I, have, I need a knee replacement. I don't have any cartilage. Um, my knee is beat to hell. And, uh, there's a certain spot. Anybody that has this knows where your arthritis is the worst in your knee. And probably within an hour, I couldn't straighten my knee and it was very painful to walk on. And, and that was all from taking in too much carbohydrate.
0: And it happened quick. It mm-hmm. happened so fast. Cause you were like, you were like, look, I can't straighten my leg. We were sitting on the couch and you couldn't flex your quad at all mm-hmm. because and, your knee
1: and, and I pay attention to it because earlier in the day uh I was thinking oh it feels pretty good I was <laughs> able I was able to walk on it and flex it good and, and and it felt strong and uh and I had ran uh earlier in the week I maybe run one day a week because I love doing intervals and I love doing sprints and I did them on Wednesday it felt great but and uh but it didn't feel good the next couple days afterwards like the knee felt uh, didn't feel good. It felt sore from the activity. There's a difference between having your knee, your knee or joint sore from activity, and having it sore from straight up arthritis.
0: It's a different pain.
1: It's a completely different pain. Uh, you know, just because your knee doesn't feel good because you worked it hard is different from it hurts so bad I can't straighten it or use it because of arthritis pain. And that's a shooting, sharp, very uh, difficult pain to deal with. And that's what I have right now. Then I mean, that was yesterday. Today, uh, I I can't even ride a bicycle.
0: And you were like, you told me earlier, if it felt like this all the time, I would just like cut my leg off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I understand now why people get knee replacements, why they why they finally do it, because uh, if that's the pain, if if I eat a lot of carbohydrates, and 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 I had this before yeah. we went ketogenic. Yeah. Is my knee hurt all the time? It buckled. It. Um, it would shoot like the shooting pain when we just go to walk around. I couldn't walk around target for more than a few minutes and man, my knee just, it hurts so bad. Uh, but when we went ketogenic, that all went away and I was able to run on it and work out with it and it didn't cause pain every day. But, um, if I had this all the time, I would just, just man, cut it off. It's no good. Yeah.
0: It would be, it would be too miserable. I didn't really have any negative Feelings from having... I had, you know, one regular sushi, sushi roll and I didn't really feel bad. I, I felt just a little bit tired about an hour mm-hmm. later but also, I was also tired because we had company over the weekend and we lost some sleep, a little bit of sleep or sleep was a little bit off um, which I was like, no! What time are they getting here? Because I can't stay up late. You know, when you had when you've had insomnia... Sleep becomes like you become paranoid about it. Mm-hmm. You can. And I've kind of been able to mitigate the paranoia about yeah. going to bed. Yeah. And my sleep had gotten really good for like the last four nights and or the last week really. It was it was pretty good. And I was getting 8 hours and sleeping, you know, falling asleep. It's the falling asleep that was my problem. And when we went to bed Friday night, I was like Oh God, your going your alarm's going to go off in the middle of the night. I didn't hear a thing. We went to sleep. I didn't hear anything. You got up and you met our friend and got everything. Everything was fine. I didn't hear anything. I got up the next morning. I felt fine, but
1: yeah, had friends you know. uh, coming into town to stay at the house, and they were supposed to get here at uh, you know a little after midnight, so midnight thirty basically. Yeah. And uh, so I got up about then, I was standing outside, it was beautiful outside, and they didn't show up to about one thirty. and of course by that time you're like, I'm a little agitated, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm up in the middle of the night losing my sleep, but when they show up and they're like, yeah, we're here late because I'm sick and I've been throwing up for the past couple hours, you're like, well, okay, alright, I get it.
0: And then you're like, why are you even here?
1: Don't touch me. Go to bed.
0: <laughs> we put people like that outside. <laughs> no, we did. We, we just put him up in our camper. Mm-hmm. So it works out great. But, yeah, I was kind of paranoid about losing any sleep. So, you know, after that whole insomnia thing I've had going on, I was, you know, a little bit nervous about it. And so last night when we had the sushi and I felt a little bit tired, you know, we'd just been up, like when you're talking all day long to people, yeah, you, you get a little tired. And um, we'd had I'd had two really good workouts, so I was like, nah you know, maybe I'm a little tired from the weekend. But yeah, no other negative side effects really. I did feel a little bloated, I will say. I didn't just notice a little bit. I
1: didn't notice any digestive issues. Like I didn't really feel bloated and I didn't feel uh, any any abnormal like digestive issues. It's just just an arthritis thing for me.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I've been adding in a lot more vegetables mm-hmm. lately. And the reason why we, we talked about this, this insomnia thing. So what was going what's going on when a female of the age of 47 or right around there is having insomnia all of a sudden? Well, for me, being keto, I think, and I'm spitballing here from some just trying to figure it out. That my body at night, when you are burning most of the carbs that you're going to burn, it's it's happening during the night. And I just think that I wasn't able to create enough glucose at night to support repair for all of my workouts. Because mm-hmm. I am trying to do a lot more stuff. So I think just giving my body the little bit of carb. And when I say a little bit, I'm not eating over 60 grams of carbs yet. <laughs> so... I'm still considered low carb. And then if you tack on the activity that I do, Mm -hmm. I have not tested, but I feel great and I'm sleeping better. So I'm going to say, even if I'm not in ketosis constantly, I'm hovering in and out. And I'm totally cool with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not
0: chasing ketones. I'm chasing results right now.
1: Chase how you feel. How you feel is is probably the most important thing than more than, uh, you know, your ketone levels or... or any of, any of that stuff is just if you feel great and you can do the activities you want to do, then what you're doing is working.
0: Yeah, so having a little bit of carbs, especially in the night meal, is giving my body what it needs to allow it to do all the repair that it has to do at night when, when it does use the most carbohydrates without having to get in those periods of time maybe where there's a lull and, you know breaking down fat mm-hmm. and releasing and liberating a glucose molecule so I can use it. Because that's a that's a complicated process.
1: <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Liberate the glucose.
0: Liberate the glucose. <laughs> exactly. I like that. We should do that. We're making t-shirts.
1: Yeah, we are. We're making some t-shirts, putting them out there. So, so w- w- it's just for fun. Just funsies.
0: It is. And, you know, I mean, if you want to check them out, you can go to our Instagram and just click the link on our bio and you can scroll down and find t-shirts and click that and mm-hmm. you can see all of our t-shirts
1: so uh so something else we were talking about uh, you were talking about kind of getting caught up in numbers and people do they get caught up in numbers and the number number one thing we deal with is cholesterol okay because doctors have randomly put out this below 200 is healthy number with, with absolutely no science to back that up by the way that number 200 was made up by by four or five doctors in a room no science um and people and that's be like incredible. and and that is the truth and it's incredible. So people get caught up in well if if below 200s better than below 150 is good. Now it's it's not. If you're getting your cholesterol down to that level below 150 you are starting to, you're going to start to have some health issues mainly some brain disorders. Um, because they they've shown that people below 150 are, are way more likely to get dementia.
0: And that's scary that they get mostly. So okay. So as you get older, your cholesterol should go up,
1: right? Because and it's healing. It,
0: it's healing, so it's it's an antioxidant. A lot of people don't even know that mm-hmm. cholesterol is an antioxidant in right. the body. So it's an antioxidant. It's it's a protective barrier. It, it makes up that lipid barrier mm-hmm. of the cell. So it's really really important. But then we try to lower all of our senior citizens. You know, all of our elderly people—we want their cholesterol really low.
1: Is it—is it any <laughs> shock that we have an epidemic of Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's?
0: It's like two plus two equals forty-seven to people. I don't know what's happening. Happening. And, and, out and there. What's,
1: what's funny is these—this these, is all coming from people who are supposed to be really smart. The, well there's a study that shows that you know cholesterol causes plaque in your arteries. Cholesterol is there to heal the damage that you've done from other things, okay? Cholesterol does not build up in your arteries naturally and cause heart issues. That's not true.
0: So I feel like if I can understand this, me, the lowly nutritionist with just a certificate.
1: (laughs) The people with the degrees should know know this. Yeah, the
0: people with the degrees from, from the actual universities should, hands down, be lapping me on this one?
1: <laughs> no, Now, I don't downplay people with degrees. If you got a degree from wherever, you should be proud of it. You did the hard work.
0: I also have a degree. <laughs>
1: but Yeah, but do not downplay someone else just because they don't have a degree or whatever. Because knowledge is free, okay? If you go to whatever college, I can, I can read whatever book that you read. When you went to that school.
0: You know, I can get Grace Anatomy at um, Half Price Books and the Physician's Desk Reference Library thing.
1: Yeah, it's and all... I
0: mean, I, all of it's there.
1: It's not like the, that knowledge is, is only available to those people that attend those schools. It's out there.
0: Granted, there's a lot of hands-on work. We're not discounting that. However, my thought is, is that if I understand why plaque builds up in, a, in an artery and why cholesterol is there then I don't understand why the, some of the people who do heart surgery don't understand why the cholesterol is there.
1: It's very disconcerting. That's okay, so
0: stuff. if you don't know why the cholesterol is there and you're going, I don't know why the cholesterol is there, can you all explain that? So basically, you get an abrasion in your, like, like a scratch. Mm-hmm. Like you get a scratch in your...
1: You get some damage the, on yeah, the arterial the, wall. Yes,
0: on the arteri- arterial wall in the epithelial tissue. <clears throat> so then what happens? Your immune system goes, oh, we need to fix that. So it sends all these little pieces and parts to go in there. We're dumbing this way down or, you know, we're keeping it very, very simple. So you get plaque goes in there and starts like you get this fibrin. It's like fiber. Think of fiber. And it starts to repair it. And then you get the cholesterols like a patch, kind of like when you get your uh, road the potholes patched with like, mm-hmm. I always think of it like that with like a pothole being patched. Well, you know, the hole is still there underneath, but when this happens, it's patched like a bandaid so that it can heal underneath it. And then when it's healed, that's supposed to all break apart and go away.
1: But if you continue the damage, as in a poor diet, you're going to continue to have to heal that. And this is when the blockage builds up, when the, when your cholesterol has tried to repair it so many times and it's never fully repaired that you get a blockage.
0: So and the reason why this is important is because the cholesterol is there to heal an abrasion that already happened from something else. Nine times out of 10, <laughs> let's say, or more, it's going to be from over... Use of sugar mm-hmm. and carbohydrates right. excess sugar and carbohydrates that's really what causes damage in the cell and and in, in the veins so when a doctor goes in and they have to clean out arteries and stuff and they say, "Oh don't eat red meat because you've got this buildup of cholesterol and plaque in your arteries and that's from eating meat then I think we're not we're not learning what you're supposed no, to learn in no. school. <laughs>
1: that, that is called observational.
0: <laughs> this is str- This is not how it works. So the damage is done. The cholesterol covers it to let it repair. That's why it's there. It's not there because you ate cholesterol in the form of eggs or steak or dairy.
1: No, it is not.
0: That's just so crazy. So, I don't understand why it got so messed up.
1: Yeah, so I, I was—I was the whole point of this. I was talking to someone online, and they were bragging about that—that that they had, were able to get their cholesterol down to 120. And I, I was like, "That's not healthy. You should not. Your cholesterol should not be that low, especially as an older person." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've talked about it before on this podcast. My cholesterol is always over 400. It's high. I, I don't have an issue with that because. Uh, in my opinion, the more cholesterol you have, the better your body's going to work, the better your brain's going to function. All those really good things. Right. Once you start limiting cholesterol, now your your body is going to have issues because, especially the brain, your brain is is a cholesterol fiend.
0: Well, and we've talked about this so many times. This is where I say sometimes we're like a broken record mm-hmm. because your body requires cholesterol, and it's so important that if you don't eat it then your liver makes it. So it's like either Mother Nature has got it out for us so, so hard. I mean, it's like, I want to wipe you people out. Or this is really something that's very important for the human body and that when we stop consuming it, our body has a fail-safe to produce more of it mm-hmm. um, when we're not able to get it. And, and that just should say something right there.
1: Right. People should uh, just stop and realize, but they don't. They don't. And it's, and it because it's dogma. It's, oh, it's out there and it's just, it's the way it is. Well, and
0: it's because, you know, let's just say, like for me, for instance, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have known any of that. I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't, I didn't even know what cholesterol did. I didn't know what it was. I knew it was in an egg and that you weren't supposed to eat those. So that's pretty much where I was. You only know what you put, you know, time, your time and investment in, and we've been able to do that, and it's been an interest of ours. And probably, if you're listening to this, maybe you're interested in it. But a lot of people only find out what they know about cholesterol from going to their doctor, right? And if they don't have an awesome doctor who's up on the cholesterol and the the, the findings, you know what's really going on, then they're coming. Out of, they're coming out of it with skewed knowledge, mm-hmm.
1: and, and and it's very difficult because to break through the myth and the dogma, you have to go what I call past the headlines. Um, a lot of people will will read the headline of a study, and it says whatever cholesterol is bad or cholesterol is good, or or the the digression of this was uh, uh, meat causes cancer. And that's how we got into the cholesterol conversation because it it digressed to other things. But, you know, when someone says meat causes cancer, they're just reading the headline. Because if you actually read the study, most of the time it's an epidemiological study, Mm -hmm. which is just, there's no causation. There's just correlation. They're not tying meat to cancer directly. They can't, not through an epidemiological study. It's impossible. So they're just guessing. This is called bad science, okay? There's
0: so much bad science out there. You know, I saw an article... I can't remember his name, but he was um, the editor for the British Medical Journal, uh, the BMJ, and he is actually calling for an end of medical journals because he said in this short piece that I read that that's the problem. You have people who are trying to get their studies published, and you 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 know people are. Persuaded by these studies, and there so many of them are bad, and right. so many studies are being retracted. Mm-hmm. And the, But once it's out there, no one hears about something being retracted or corrected. They just remember the initial headline the way that the news media runs it. And the news media never says, hey, they linked meat to cancer by feeding rats 500 times the amount of (laughs) what you would normally eat at a meal so it was the equivalent of like a human being sitting down and eating 500 hamburgers i think
1: it was some outrageous amount like that
0: And, and they never say so you know take this with a grain of salt that meat causes cancer no what do they do just meat causes cancer
1: and that's it period that's it and, and, and that's why we say you have to read beyond the headlines because anybody that, uh, you know, if I read that, that meat causes cancer because we eat, we eat a lot of meat. So I want, I want to make sure that I'm not doing anything bad to my body. But when you read the study and you have something absurd, like, oh, it, oh, it was in rats. You're like, well, okay. Now, now there's a, you know, confounding, uh, I'm not a rat. I'm not a rat. And then, oh, they fed it at, at like the equivalent of like if a human ate 500 hamburgers, oh, okay, well, there's an issue. I, I'm pretty sure we can't do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm not wimpy. I'll can you. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger or 500 hamburgers today. So, you know, it's not happening.
1: No. And, and it's difficult because people challenge you with these studies, and you have to go read them. There's yeah, the train. There's the train. Uh, you have to go read them and then figure out what's wrong with them, and that takes time, and it's hard. So most of the time, when a... Uh, people get in these conversations and and somebody throws a study out, they, they don't have the time to go and research everything.
0: No, they don't. And, you know, I really do blame the news media sometimes, the way things get
1: reported. Oh, absolutely. Like,
0: they just jump on something. I mean, you can't trust any of that because one week meat causes cancer and you shouldn't eat eggs. And then the next week you should eat a dozen eggs a week. It's just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it is. So
0: they, they have no idea what they're even saying. They, they don't know the studies. They don't read the studies. They just get, right. you know, a headline. And, and it causes hysteria. They do and,
1: cause hysteria. And this is what is associated with uh, the whole climate change and cow farts. That's hysteria.
0: Oh, my God. Speaking of farts. So we talked about our dog <laughs> being sick last week. And I don't know what he got into more than grass, if it was more than grass. But whatever it was, I'm pretty sure he's damaging the ozone this week.
1: Oh, my God! The
0: farts that are coming out of this dog are like, if you, I can't even. I had
1: to leave the house. I had to get out. I'm like, well... I need to leave because you smell so bad.
0: And he sits right next to me with his (laughs) butt facing me and just silent deadlies over and over. It
1: is a silent but deadly fart. It is so hilarious.
0: And then he scares himself with it. And he has to, he like turns around, like, what was that? If, and I,
1: if you don't, if, if you do have dogs, you know what we're talking about because cause they don't know what's going on. So they scare themselves with their own farts. It's great. He's doing
0: fine now. It's just the, like, we're, we're back to normal poop. There's just a little bit of residual gas left from probably fermenting all the grass that he ate. And then it caught him this morning again, going out there and chewing on grass. I was like, stop it. No more of that. <laughs> no
1: more of this. Yes, that smell comes from the depths of hell. Oh, it was terrible. It was horrible. So, back to... (laughs) I'm glad we wound up back on farts and stuff. It's great.
0: Well, you know, that also... We're talking about meat, so I might as well just say... I posted about it this morning. Um, I'm reading the book on Genghis Khan. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I I love reading about other cultures. And I'm always interested to find out, like, what they ate, obviously, how they lived... Apparently they were some dirty people, like they had no hygiene. Um, they it was their religion though. They they weren't allowed to foul the water, which means they couldn't wash in it. They couldn't wash their meat in it. They couldn't wash their clothes in it. So basically, they just had an absence of hygiene. Right. But they ate mostly, you know, and it says because of where they lived. And if you've ever seen where the Mongols live or looked at pictures of Mongolia, it looks like a desert. It looks like a moon. It's crazy. And so they eat meat and they drank milk. That was really all they had. Preferred horse meat. Um, and then they would use cow and sheep for celebrations and they drank the milk of the mares. And it was just really interesting because I thought about now if as we look at that, When someone doesn't bathe or they're in that environment like that all the time. Or they eat horses. Or they eat horses. So I had somebody tell me horse meat was really good. I've never had it. So I don't know. But their outer microbiome and inner microbiome must have been so robust. You know, we've talked a lot about microbiome. And this is where, you know, we've also done the thing. The medical community has us. And thank God they sanitize themselves. You don't want surgery with someone with dirty no, hands. No, you don't. But we, as a communi- as a society, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. And we're so clean. We've like ruined our outer microbiome with soaps and all these different things. I just thought it was really interesting because they were such fierce warriors. Mm-hmm. They probably could have sustained any kind of environmental change and encountering new people because they had such a robust immune system. Right. And then they were probably in ketosis all the time because all they ate was fatty meat or lean meats and then drank the milk from the horses. It's crazy. I know.
1: So, yeah. So anybody that tells you that you can't survive on a, a carnivore or a keto diet.
0: There's not a single story in there about them having cancer. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not,
1: there's not. And how would you know? And that's uh, people go back, well, how would you know? How would you know? Well, I, I, I don't know how I'd know. I'd have to do more research and figure out.
0: Yeah, what I know. What Mongols
1: died from. Well, There's no no telling.
0: You know, then you're looking at, like, well, if meat causes cancer, clearly nature had it out for these people. Well, I'm going to put you in a situation where all you have access to is meat.
1: Right. We want you to die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, you're like, what? That's not, that can't be the way it is. That's just not. It
1: doesn't make any sense. Does, no. So, no. anyway. uh I don't know. What do you got else? What else? What else? Is going I don't on? know.
0: I just think we can learn more from reading some history than we can from reading. We can. And I tell people, you, you, you need sometimes. to go back.
1: You need to start a hundred years ago because that's, uh, that's uh, when people were doing real science. Yeah, you know the last this most of science in the past twenty to fifty years is biased and agenda based, and that's that's my opinion. <laughs> and
0: based on drugs, <laughs> and
1: based on drugs, only looking for a drug. There's people that'd be like, "Oh, ketones are very good for this." We're trying to figure out a way to, a way to make that into a pill.
0: I know, I know, it's everything. It's
1: it's amazing, and it is everything. So, um, you know, it takes a lot of research to to figure out the truth, and that's hard.
0: It it does, and you know. It it takes a lot of effort and research to figure out what diet works best for your body. Yes. All of this takes time Mm -hmm. and it takes effort. So if you're not healthy and you want to become healthy, you got to put some, you got to invest some time and some effort into it. Yeah, you do. You know, that's my opinion Mm -hmm. as a lowly nutritionist with a certificate.
1: (laughs) I don't know what I am then. I don't know. I'm a personal trainer with a rubber stamp, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I give you an emoji. <laughs> I got a, some. I've got some emoji stamps. I can give oh, you a. Good. I can give you a gold star. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. We uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hope you're having a great day, whatever day it is where you're at, and uh, go out there and eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Taco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review.
0: Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.